Hello, and a very good day to you. My name is Jim Harris, and this is Heritage Bible Radio. Heritage Bible Radio is an extension of Heritage Bible Church in Boise, where it's my joy to serve as the teaching pastor. Every day, we devote our radio time to studying a portion of the Word of God so you can know Him better through Jesus Christ and serve Him better through your local church. This week on Heritage Bible Radio, we'll deal with just three verses in the 10th chapter of Mark, verses 32 through 34. Mark chapter 10 has already been a very eventful chapter. Now in the middle, Jesus and his disciples are leaving the region of Judea and going back up to Jerusalem. This wasn't just another stop. The passage tells us that those following him were both amazed and afraid on this journey. They knew that for Jesus to be re-entering Jerusalem at this point in his ministry was to risk his life, for they knew the religious leaders of the day had long intended to kill him. So what might that mean for them as Jesus' closest followers? There was reason to be afraid, and Jesus' teaching in these verses probably didn't help relieve their amazement and fear, and likely added to their confusion. Jesus knew exactly what was going to happen in Jerusalem that week, and he told them, but they still didn't grasp it all. Here is today's slice of the message entitled, The Son of Man Will Be Delivered. Now, after that, after that visit there and the raising Lazarus, the Sanhedrin, the, the governing entity of the Jews, the, the leaders of the Sadducees, the leader of the Pharisees, the scribes, the, the chief priests, they were the ones that, were, that made as uh, many decisions as Rome would allow them to make to keep their own autonomy and their own religion. That Sanhedrin took the worst possible turn after Lazarus was raised. Now, they'd been planning to murder Jesus for about a year. It's hard to get much worse than that, but they solidified it then. You can't whitewash it. They, they sank to the depths of sinful rebellion against God, the one whom they should have been extolling, the one they claimed to represent, the people who most should have been embracing the Messiah, went the other way. We saw it in John eleven fifty three and 54. It says, So from that day on, the day that he raised Lazarus, they planned together to kill him. Now, they've been working on it, but now it's solidified. Therefore, Jesus no longer continued to walk publicly among the Jews, but went away from there to the country near the wilderness into a city called Ephraim. In other words, he went back toward Perea, back out in the desert. And there he stayed with the disciples. The stage is set in Jerusalem. The whole city was on edge about this Passover and what Jesus would do. Always the Passover was the biggest week of the year in Jerusalem. People came from all over. The town swelled with, with, um, with people at that time. But look what John 11 goes on to tell us, verses 55 to 57. Now the Passover of the Jews was near, and many went up to Jerusalem. So already the people are flowing in there. So we know that the raising of Lazarus was rather close to the Passover, probably two to three weeks before then. They were coming out of the country before the Passover to purify themselves. So they were seeking for Jesus 
they were wondering, will He be there? He'd been there for many Passovers, or several anyway. And they were saying to one another, as they stood in the temple, what do you think, that He will come to the feast at all? It was not a well-kept secret that the leaders wanted to capture Him and kill Him. So they said, do you think He'll come? It says, now the chief priests and the Pharisees had given orders that if anyone knew where he was, he was to report it so that they might seize him. Wow, that's a hostile environment, to say the least. Now back to Mark. They were on the road going up to Jerusalem, and look at this, and Jesus was walking on ahead of them, and they were amazed, and those who followed were fearful. Look who's leading this pack would you? Jesus was walking on ahead of them? Uh, Let that sink in. Uh, There was a be-on-the-lookout order for Him. There was the threat of great uh, spiritual harm if you knew where Jesus was and you didn't rat Him out. It was not nice to to offend those people. They would unsynagogue you. You would be persona non grata if you didn't do what they said. There was this not at all secret plan to kill him. And yet look who's leading the pack. Come on, guys. Follow me. We're going to Jerusalem. So they were amazed because none of them probably would have willingly headed that way if Jerusalem was to the west and uh, everyone else in that group knew what was going to go on there, they would have probably preferred to either stay in Perea, or if they were going to leave, they would have gone north or south or east. In their normal human reaction, they were amazed that Jesus was leading them there. They would have all whipped out their copies of Jonah's travel guide to Tarshish. I mean, if, if that's where that's going to happen, I'm going the other way. So they were amazed at Jesus leading them. Now, they were also fearful. Now, we could be a little bit, you know, idealistic about this and say, well, I'm sure they were fearing for Jesus. Well, they probably were. They wouldn't have been following Him if they didn't love Him profoundly. But uh, they also had reason to fear for themselves. Do you remember when they got word that Lazarus was ill and Jesus waited a while to make sure that Lazarus died and then he said they were going to go and uh, visit. And back earlier in John chapter 11, in John eleven sixteen, therefore Thomas, who is called Didymus, he's the, that's the word means twin, he had a twin, he said to his fellow disciples, here's a lift up your spirit's daily devotion, let us also go that we may die with him. He knew, they were, he, he knew what the plan was there. And I, I keep saying every time I read this in other passages, I really don't like Thomas getting the rap of the doubter. He was the factual one. Hey, look, they want to kill Jesus. Jesus says, let's go to Jerusalem. We love Jesus. Let's just go and die with Him. Okay, he, he was being pragmatic. No wonder the people were, were fearful. It wasn't illogical to think that if the most powerful people in Jerusalem wanted to kill Jesus and Jesus shows up, and you're with Him, you just might also be in danger. They had no scruples about 
ordering hits on people. Already, they had planned to murder Lazarus as well because Lazarus' testimony was really embarrassing to them. John 12, verses 10 and 11, right after Lazarus was raised, it says, But the chief priest planned to put Lazarus to, de- Lazarus to death also, because on account of him, many of the Jews were going away, that is, going away from the synagogue, and were believing in Jesus. It's no surprise at all that the apostles and the other disciples with them were amazed that Jesus was so resolute, so zealous to get to Jerusalem, and even though they were compelled to follow Him because they loved Him, they were fearful as they did that. So, Jesus pulls aside the twelve to explain the plan to them one more time. I read part of verse 32. Look at the whole thing. They were on the road going up to Jerusalem, and Jesus was walking on ahead of them, and they were amazed. And those who followed were fearful. And He again took the twelve aside and began to tell them what was going to happen to Him. That's the setting. They're amazed and they're fearful, and so Jesus is going to tell them what's going to happen. Now let's begin the list of things that He says. We are going up to Jerusalem, the beginning of verse 33. I told you this isn't hard to understand. He was saying, behold, we are going up to Jerusalem. Now, as I said, this is the third time that Jesus had predicted to them His death and resurrection. The first time that He said it plainly, no figures of speech, no metaphors, no obscure Old Testament references. The first time He said it plainly was when they were up in Caesarea Philippi, right after that declaration that Jesus is the Christ, the Son of the living God. It's only two chapters ago. We saw it in Mark um, uh, 8 and, uh, and verse 31. And He began to teach them that the Son of Man, that's His title as the King of the Kingdom of God, He began to teach them that the Son of Man must suffer many things and be rejected by the elders and the chief priests and the scribes and be killed and after three days rise again. So He had told them that you know, a number of weeks, probably a few couple of months before this. The second time that he said it so plainly was pretty soon after that, right after the transfiguration. Remember Peter, James, John, and Jesus are up on the mountain. The transfiguration takes place. They come down and they have nine baffled, defeated apostles on their hands who who were unable to cast out a demon. And so they were kind of teachable at at that moment, and uh, Jesus dealt with that situation. But we saw in Mark 9, verses 30 through 32, this, from there they went out and began to go through Galilee. That was that little circle I told you that they took back through Galilee. And He did not want anyone to know about it. So He wasn't going and jumping into the synagogues and preaching and, you know, healing the masses. They were just traveling around and He was teaching the boys. It says, for he was teaching his disciples and telling them. So I call this the second time, but it implies that he did it over the whole time that they were in Galilee. He said, the Son of Man is to be 
delivered into the hands of men, and they will kill him. And when he's been killed, he will rise three days later. If you would like this message on Compact Disc, let me know and we'll send it to you. You'll receive the entire message, not just the portion on today's program. You can order by phone at 353-4036 or by writing to us at 7071 West Emerald, Boise, Idaho, 83704 or on the internet at hbc-boise.org. Heritage Bible Radio needs your prayers and your financial support. Once again, you can reach us online at hbc-boise.org or by telephone at 353-4036 or by writing to us at 7071 West Emerald, Boise, Idaho, 83704. And if you need a church home here in the Treasure Valley, I hope you'll visit us any Sunday at 7071 West Emerald. For Heritage Bible Radio, I'm Jim Harris. See you next time. Bye-bye.